I had no idea at, that that night would be a defining moment in my law enforcement career. And that night, when those two bullets missed me, I went. I finished my shift and went home. At about three o'clock that morning, I woke up sweating and just crying. It had just sunk in, Mr. Byron, how close my life was. But that night, gosh, you know what? I'm giving you a sense of purpose and security in what you do. You can go out and go to work every day knowing that I got you. And ever since then, Mr. Byron, that's not a day I've gone to work worried about what may happen to me because God showed me then. Oh. And if he did it once, he'll do it again. <laughs> Hi, I'm Byron Tyler, and we are broadcasting from the 2023 PCA, Presbyterian Churches in America. This is their annual convention being held at the Renaissance Center, downtown Memphis. And we've been here for a couple of days meeting some wonderful ministries have come from really all across the United States and many places around the world. And it's always a pleasure to you know, see what God is up to. And we were learning some wonderful things here from these various ministries. And this morning we just turned the microphones on and Todd Payne was here bright and early and he met a young man by the name of Jamie Jarrett. And I want to introduce you to Jamie. Jamie is part of the security team here at the convention this year, but we're really not here to talk about that. We're really here to talk about something that is really kind of special for us here at Bot Radio Network, the story of life change. Our desire is to get God's word into God's people. And when we hear stories of how he's doing that or how he has been doing that for many, many years, it is such a blessing. And so, Jamie, we want to welcome you to Bot Radio Network here on Mid-South Viewpoint. How are you doing? Well, I'm doing fine. And it's a, it's a truly an honor and a blessing to be a part of Bot Radio Network. Oh, well, we, we can't thank you enough for being a faithful listener. And you were telling me you've been listening now for some 20 years. It's over 20 years, yes, sir. That's a long time. Long time. I was probably a little thinner man 20 years ago. <laughs> I was too. Oh my goodness. So tell me where you grew up. I grew up in a little town called Henning, Tennessee, just north of here. Okay. Home of uh, Alex Haley and Jim Hickman. So you were able to pick up the broadcast in your hometown? Yes. Yes. Okay. So tell me what it was like growing up in Henning. Growing up in Henning, it was, it was very, very humbling. Grew up playing. Uh, we had a basketball court in my backyard. Uh, it was dusty all the time. We put a water hose back there and water it down and play. All the kids knew, all the parents knew where the kids would be at behind our home. My mother was a, uh, is a nurse and was a, on the school board for many years there. My daddy worked at the local sawmill there. So I came from a very humble beginnings, a home that was I was raised in God and knew Jesus Christ. Tell me about some of the character of your parents. What did you learn from them growing up? I learned my mother was a nurse at the local hospital in Ripley, Tennessee. She was uh, uh, one of the few black female nurses there. And I learned at a young age, Byron, that they, they chose my mother to go to Transylvania to a nursing school up there. And my dad worked at a sawmill owned by Mr. Buddy Robinson, a, a great uh, man from Union City. He was white-owned, but he treated my, my father like one of his sons. And the hospital did the same thing with my mother. So what I learned was that I learned that race was not, it was, it was a taught issue. Uh, no one is born prejudiced. And my mother, my, my mother and father taught me to judge a book by its cover, read the book. Don't just look at the cover. You know, get to know somebody for themselves, for yourself, and don't judge anybody by what somebody else tells you. Yes. And Dr. King talked about the character of the heart, not the color of the skin, exactly. right? Exactly. In Christ, we don't have to worry about any of these ethnicities in that sense because we're all one in Christ. 
correct. Right? Yes, we are. We are. Now, you are a Tennessee Highway Patrolman. Yes, sir. And how long have you been serving in that capacity? 23 years doing this, and I did 20 and a half years in the military. I'm, I'm a retired veteran as well. Thank you, my friend. God bless you. Thank God you bless for you. your Thank you. sacrifice and service for the freedoms we share as Americans. Thank you, sir. And I appreciate also risking your life on our Tennessee highways because we know they can be pretty crazy at times. Uh, at times. And it seems like I, often I'm driving on a NASCAR raceway. <laughs> you know, have you ever noticed that? <laughs> I had quite a bit. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, my. So you got assigned to this convention, and you discovered that by Radio Network is here. Yes. And so why are you so excited? To, uh, you, you mentioned you were a listener, but why is it so important for you to, to meet the staff here? It, it, it was important, Byron, because um, it, it's been over 20 years ago when I was, um, my mo- my grandmother was sick with cancer. She was she was dying and she she passed. And I was in a, uh, I was, I was searching to be a better individual, to be a better person. And God was, was tugging at my heart to come out from among the world and be a separate people like the scripture was saying. And I was struggling with that because I, I come up, listen, to rap music, and but something was yearning on the inside of me to get away from that. And I, I kept plumbing through the radio station, and I never, ever listened to AM radio. Never. And somehow I found myself on AM 640. And something just, you know, the Bard Radio Network, <laughs> something just, it just jumped out to me. And I was like, you know what, let me just stay right here for just a few seconds. As I stayed there, and I kept hearing all these great ministers and pastors, Pastor Agent Rogers, Dr. J. Vernon McGee, John MacArthur, and, and Dr. Tony Evans, all these great men of God. And I was like, you know what? Some told me to just stay right there. And I kept listening. And it was like, it was impacting me because it was giving me the strength to come out from what I was, what, what I was listening to. And at the same time, it gave me the encouragement to be different. And my mother had always told me, she said, son, when I, when I prayed and asked God for you, and I promised him that when I got, when you were born, I would give him back to you. And she's like, you can't be like everybody else. God has his hand on you. And I I never really, I never really paid attention to him, Mr. Byron. And she would leave me letters, three or four page letters, telling me how different I was and just kept telling me it's okay to be different. It's okay to be different. And I finally settled into it and listened to what she was saying, and God started to open up to me. But this ministry, Bob Radio Network, and I, I may get emotional, but I can't tell you, Mr. Byron, and how it impacted my life in a positive way. It gave me the the insight and the ability to not just come out from listening to rap music and, and to embrace God, but also just listen to you all how you confront societal issues, homosexuality, abortion, gay marriage. It gave me a sense of purpose to, you know what? These are important issues and they go against everything that the Bible teaches. And I want to be a part of that. So it, it has emboldened me in that area to become more active in that area, to speak out for God because not not to bring race into it but in, in my community it's a challenge for for young black men to speak up in, 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 in situations like that for one you know a lot of us are not really encouraged to do that and a lot of us don't have the opportunity to do it but through the military and my job now God has given me a platform to be able to do that and to reach people and Bob Reed really showed me that you know it's not about you but it's about God let God use you however he wants to use you and you know what if it costs you something be okay with that because it cost the disciples and the apostles some of them their, their lives it caused Jesus a lot. And so, you know, by Radio Network has been instrumental in my life, and it's still instrumental and impacting my life. And I, and I pass you out on to everybody that I can that's searching like I was. God bless you, Jamie. What a wonderful story and a journey in your relationship with Christ. And a couple of things you said that stood out to me was, first of all, you had a mother who believed in you, not of where you were or what you be, could become. And that's so important that we have people in our lives that see beyond 
beyond the mess and look at the miracles that Jesus is able to do. And through your mom with his prayers, (laughs) she's seeing the fruit of what God can do in a life, the miracle of doing. And that includes God's word and the dose of God's word. And the other thing I wanted to mention was, you know, many people have habits that they would like to get rid of. And they say, you know, whether it be a a smoking habit or some type of addiction, and they say, I'm just going to stop. Well, then shortly after, they're they're back into that habit or that addiction. In order to, to give up something that's bad or destructive for us, we need to replace it with something positive. Yes. And so that's what the example here, you doing, you know, the rap music was destructive for you. Yes. And, and, and so you found Bot Radio Network to put something good. And the Bible talks about our minds and what we think about yes. and it's what we become. Amen. And so it's very important. And as a Christian, Christ has given us the mind of Christ. The we mind have the of mind Christ. of Christ, right? Exactly. Oh, this is this is so wonderful. And so how do you see that practically as you walk with Christ in your job? You have a very difficult job, I know. I mean, when you get up and uh, are you, you're married? Yes, sir. Okay. Married with three daughters. Three daughters. Yes, sir. And I, I know every time you leave the house as a Tennessee Highway Patrolman, you don't know what's going to happen when you go out on the road. You really don't. You really don't know what's going to happen. You really you don't. Know? But uh, talk about that in, in relationship to your family, in relationship to Christ, when you go and do a job that is on the line like that. Well, you know, I, I watched my mom and my dad coming up, Mr. Byron. My dad worked at a sawmill. Like I said, I could count on my hand, one hand, how many times I've seen my dad miss work. I could count on the time I see my mom sacrificing so my sister and I could have the things that they couldn't coming up. So they taught me the importance of being there, you know, and doing the right thing. And on this job, Mr. Byron, I was involved in a shooting in, in 1998 when I worked for the City Ripper Police Department. I had no idea at, that that night would be a defining moment in my law enforcement career. And that night, when those two bullets missed me, I went, I finished my shift and went home at about 3 o'clock that morning. I woke up sweating and just crying. It had just sunk in, Mr. Byron, how close my life was. But that night, gosh, you know what? I'm giving you a sense of purpose and security in what you do. You can go out and go to work every day knowing that I got you. And ever since then, Ms. Byron, that's not a day I'm going to work worried about what may happen to me because God showed me then. Oh. And if he did it once, he'll do it again. <laughs> and, and and God is just, in this network, you know, when I, some day when I come to work and I feel down, something, somebody will say something on the network that just kicks me in my spirit and activates the Holy Ghost. And I'm like, you know what? I got purpose again. Yes. That's the beauty of Bot Radio Network. And it reminds you, of course, the purpose never changes. It's easy that the enemy, uh, circumstances and things that happen in our life kind of cloud that. Yes. But in Christ, you know, it's a gospel done, not a do. It's all completed. Christ did it all the work, yes. you know, at Calvary. Yes. And so we we rely totally upon that finished work of Christ. But sometimes our vision gets a little blurry about our purpose and, you know, what God's working in our life. But it's so nice to be reminded and to be discipled. That's what I love about Bot Radio Network. It is a disciple ministry tool, you know, for so many. Amen. Now, we're not here to compete with the church. We're here to assist the exactly. church. We're here to provide encouragement to the local pastor yes, sir. And, and their ministries. And we want their people to go to church. We never want to substitute a, a church fellowship, a local church body. Yes, right. so important, as you well know. But through the week, like you're saying, you're driving in your patrol car uh, down the highways of Tennessee. We've got other people who are working labor jobs like your dad was a sawmill worker and going to their jobs or working as a nurse in a hospital, wherever. You need daily infusion of God's Word. 
You do, and 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 God will give you the confidence, Mr. Byron. I can't tell you how many times I've been on a crash scene or making a rest, and the Holy Spirit will prompt me to start witnessing to whoever I'm dealing with. And don't you know, not one time has anyone ever said it offended them. The Word of God pierced every heart that I've ever ministered to on this job. Wow. And, 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 that, and that's, what God, that's why God has given me the position that I'm in. Yeah. So many people out here need to see, I want to bring a, a twist to law enforcement. It's not always about arresting somebody or writing a ticket. You know, there's so many ways we impact people's lives that never even seen or talked about. You know, and that's the beauty of what I do. You get a chance to be a, you get a chance to witness and serve God and man every day in a positive light. Yeah. In a positive light. Yes. And, and I know that's a good thing you said there, too. Today's culture, you know, this very big push on de-policing. Defund the police, you know, yes. <laughs> Defund the police. No, we don't want to do that. You know, we can't do that. We know that's not the way to go. But, and that makes it tough for you, too, because you're going, you know, I'm going out to a job, to a community that they don't care about me, you know, but that's not true. It's not. And you know what, Ms. Byron? That defund the police has really given me, it's, it's inspired me because a lot of the communities, especially the African community, they don't understand what defund the police is going to do to their communities. You know, insurance rates go up, jobs are going to leave because you, we're seeing it in Minneapolis and other places. I'm not the defund the police, how the problem they have. But I know I have a purpose here and it is to stand on the word of God, to be Christian law enforcement officer, to let God use me however he deems fit. You no, know, however, however it is he wants to bring himself glory through me, I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know, and, and this is just one tool that God is give, is using me in um, to be able to do that. New Hope Christian Life Center in Covington, Tennessee is where you fellowship. Yes, I, yes sir. And also, you are an associate minister there. Yes, sir. So tell me, how did, how did that open up? Uh, I met my wife in 2002, uh, the year before I deployed to Iraq in 03. I met her at work, matter of fact. She was speeding going down the road. <laughs> and Miss Brown, when I saw her, I was like, oh my God, she is gorgeous. I knew the end. <laughs> That that was it for me. So you actually pulled your wife over to, I get, did. to give her a citation? I sure did. Okay. I sure did. Now, did you give her the citation? I didn't give her the citation. <laughs> no, she gave me a citation with her number on it, and that, and, and that was the end of that one. I met her, and I was, I was, uh, I was, I was Methodist Episcopal, and they, they're Pentecostal. And I met her, and when I met her mom and dad, her, her father, my father-in-law, who's and they're both in heaven now, God rest their souls. But Ms. Byron, you know how, how when you meet people, I heard people say that I met Pastor Rogers and it was just something different about him. My in-laws were that way. And when I met my wife, I knew I wanted, I wanted, I wanted to marry her. And I knew that it was, it was gonna be a conflict there in our, in our faiths. And God started to minister to me then there. He was like, you know what? You're gonna be the husband, you're gonna be the head of your house, whether that whether you are at your church or hers. But I'm calling you to, to join their church. I had to get away from tradition, you know, and God used that in my life to show me that, listen, can't nobody show you in the Bible where a man got, where a woman got to follow the man. God said, look, I want y'all, I want you, I want you to separate yourself from your mother and be with your wife and y'all become one flesh. Yeah. And it wasn't until the end, when I joined that church, that I began to, God began to grow me spiritually, Byron, uh, and open up to me the word and, and reveal to me, and I joined that church. And, and it's been history there. My, 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 my brother-in-law is the pastor now, Pastor Jesse Somerville, uh, the third, and First Lady Crystal Somerville are our leaders there. And so tell me your, the ministry that you do there. What, what, what are you involved with ministry-wise? I'm, I'm the minister, of, I'm, I'm over our youth ministry. And uh, right now what we do is I go to two schools during the week. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, we have a, a, a mentorship with the youth at, at two schools in Tipton County. Uh, my, my pastor started this, and now he asked me to come in and help 
and it's going to eventually turn over to me. And we've made so many great gains in the lives of these young men, Mr. Byron. It's, it's been a blessing to me, and, and it's amazing how receptive these young people are to the ministry. But we don't give them opportunity to, because we look, we look at what they've done or what people, who people say they are, and we label them like that. And we don't give them a chance to just open well, up and, to and us. And that goes back to your mother believing yes. and seeing beyond where they are now. Exactly. You know, I would hate to think, you know, looking at my life when I was, you know, 15 years old, 14 years old, and somebody said, look at that life right there. It's not going to amount to anything. There's nothing going to happen. And if you looked at it at that moment, because I wasn't born again, I didn't know Jesus Christ. Amen. There was no hope for me. And I don't know what happened to my life. I don't know where I would have gone. So it could have been that course. But God got a hold of me and yes. changed my life through the yes. gospel. Praise and God. so there, there is hope. It is. And so we can't just look at somebody's life and say, oh, they amount to nothing. They're going to be anything. You know, what type of investment are we willing to make? What kind of sacrifice are we as the church, as the community, willing to make in these young people's lives? You know, and you said the key word right there, willing and investment. You know, none of us, none of us get where we are by chance. Somebody had to take a chance on us and look past who we were and what we were doing. And, and for the mothers out there, single mothers, don't ever give up on your child. Stay in their lives, continue to, to, to speak positively to them and motivate them and encourage them because they listen and they hear you. They just, they just can't, they gotta get outside themselves first, but it takes other people to help them do that. We used to have, we used to write, we used to be a village and help raise one another. Now, people don't want you to say anything to their children. They don't even wanna say anything to their children. But we gotta invest. You know, God invested in us when he came from heaven to earth and walked 33 years and became sin, perfect, became sin for us. Yes. You know, there's no greater investment than that. So how could we not, I, I don't know how anyone that said they love God or has had someone impact their lives in a positive way, how can they not want to give back back? How can you not want to give back? I'll tell you, <laughs> Jamie, how can I? But, you know, so, so often you see that happen, but... Praise God for the, the, the grace and the work of grace in your heart, in your life. And, Praise and God. This. And so, could this reflect a little bit about your, your service in Iraq? How, how, how many, you were deployed, what, two times? I deployed, I deployed, I deployed at one time in Iraq okay. in 2003 for 11 months. And uh, Mr. Byron, there's a situation that happened to me in Iraq. That's how I knew God was real. That's how I knew he was real. Because... I was involved in a situation with Mr. Byron. One of the soldiers got injured over there. And we were calling up the nine line medevac trying to get a chopper down there. And he was bleeding out pretty bad. He was saying, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting cold. And you know, that's, when you lose a lot of blood, that's what your body goes cold. You want to shock, yeah. Don't you know that a convoy came down the same road we was on, and not just any convoy, but let me show you how God works. This was a Spanish military convoy. A hospital, military, medical convoy, on their way to their hospital, who was able to grab our soldier, pick him up, <laughs> take him up there, and see his life saved. Oh. Now, now, now you, <laughs> ain't no, you know, there's, no, there's no chance. God knows, he knows where you're going to be at, yes. what's going to happen before you do, and he puts a plan in place to do it. That's why I love God so much about it. That's why I appreciate this network. This network was a pipeline for me. I never, I'm grateful for Biden Network, what it's done for me. My, my the, the military was so good for me, Byron. It taught me so much about life. I learned so much about God and how, how you know, meet other people. You know how to treat other people. How how to stand up for God. How to how to be a Christian soldier. How to how to 
people to see Christ in you, you know, in uniform. That we, we need we need to see that because Christ has been taken out of everything, man, including the military. I mean, it's it's we need God in everything that we do, and it takes some of us willing to, willing to do that yes. to be there because you know we can't. The, the devil's going to lose; he's already lost. He can't win, but it takes us standing up for the word of God in whatever capacity we, that, that he find we find ourselves in. Oh, Jamie, that's that's such a key thing there for us to stand up to the word of God, and you know God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, as the Scripture teaches us. You know, and. But it's not in ourselves. Again, it's 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 him. You know, I, I like what Adrian Rogers says this morning when we talk about the fruits of the spirit. You know, we don't produce the fruits of the spirit. That's right. We don't. We bear the we fruits. Bear the fruit of, of we spirit. just what he does in our life. But we need the word to change our minds, yes. to change our direction, to change our focus, you know, to put our our. On, put us on course yes. with his purpose and plan as, as his children so that he can be glorified through our lives in this earth. That, that, that's it, that's it, Byron. And, and I'm so glad you, because I, 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 I listened to, I listen to Pastor H. Rod this morning myself and uh, Dr. J. Van Meer at 630 before that. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I caught that, that uh, by the fruit of the Spirit this morning, yeah. too. So, uh, but yeah, uh, just just being able to be to be used by God, be willing to be used by God. And, and, and to be vulnerable. You know, where I come from, it wasn't, it, it, and in the military, they, they don't, in law enforcement, they, they don't teach you to be vulnerable. They teach you to be stoic. You know, I always show the faith. But you know what? A lot of people need to see, you know, your vulnerabilities. Because some people need to, there's some, there's some strong people in this world, they really need to be vulnerable in order for God to reach them. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. They, they think they're doing it on their own. Right. And, and, and they're fighting against God. When all, all God wants to do is, look, just give in. Let me have my way with you. And you really, you really see what the abundance and joy of life really is. Yeah. When we are weak, he is strong. And, you know, that's such a, that's contrary it, to what the world says. As exactly, you said, you know, exactly. the, the macho man and, exactly. you know, and showing the power and our own strength, which, you know, is really futile. Yes, <laughs> you know? it is. It is. Wow. This has been so wonderful. Uh, you got three daughters. Yes, sir. What's your hopes and your dreams for your daughters? My wife and I pray that if nothing else, we want we want our children to love Jesus Christ. My one, I have one that's graduated University of Memphis uh, in May with a teaching degree. I got one that's graduating University of Martin here in about another year, and I got a 16-year-old that's going to be a junior in high school at Covenant High School. And the main thing I want my kids to see is that when you go, when you look for a husband, look for one like your dad, yeah. one that loves your mother, that works endlessly to provide for you all the sacrifices himself and the things that he want for his family and one that you see studying yes. and reading and preparing the word yeah. of God. Wow. Praise God. That's what I want them to Amen, see. Amen, Jamie. Hey, as we start to wrap up the program today, there's something I want to talk to you about, especially since you're in the Covington area. Yes, sir. Uh, we know recently Covington got hit by a tornado. Uh, where were you the night that tornado struck? You know what? I, I was I was actually eating lunch at a Mexican restaurant in Alamo, Tennessee, and it, I seen on the TV they said that the the tornado was in uh, Burleson, Gift area. I was like, "Wow, that's right there in my area. It's coming. It's coming up through Shelby County." A lot of times the tornado would hit the hit the hit the river and yes. just go right. a different direction. But this time, so I got I headed home and I told the people in the restaurant, "Look, get somewhere and get shelter." It's in cover. It won't take long for it to be here. 
I called my wife. I said, look, go and get Madison from work. Because she was at, my sister was at work. I said, go get her and go home. I said, the, the tornado is in Tipton County. I'm on my way to go home to check on my wife and kids. When I see it just get dark. And my wife, my wife, my wife, my, 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 my 24-year-old had just picked Madison up. And they was like, Daddy, we see it. We see the tornado. I was like, get home. Get home. I was praying all the way home. I said, Lord God, touch Tipton County. Everybody's just there. Lord God, just be with us, Lord God. Be with us. And my, 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 my 24-year-old was just crying. She was scared. She saw a tornado. Wow. And she was crying. I was like, baby, it's going to be okay. Just get home. But I couldn't get there. By the time I got there, they needed us. That the the power lines and stuff had, had fell down across the hospital on 51. Could nobody get into the hospital. We had to use our patrol cars to transport people that were injured to the hospital in Ripley. You know, and that's what we were doing. We were transporting injured and hurt people to the hospital because ambulances couldn't get there because of the trees down and power lines down. It was it was chaos. It was it was worse than what I seen in Iraq. You know, you never you see it on the on TV, but to live it personally. Yeah. But what really struck me about him was just the power and the awesomeness of God. Out of all that damage, we only had one death. My. You know, and people look at that like, and I heard people say, man, that was that was lucky. No, it's not, that's not luck. No. That's a compassionate God yes. right there. Yes. Because it could have been worse. Yes. It could have been worse. Yeah. And but, I, well, I know you're in recovery now in Covington. So yes. what's the progress and what's happening right now? You know what? God has showed up so faithfully there, Byron. I mean, with people from everywhere giving support, um, the, gov- the, the governor has been very supportive there. Uh, Tipton County man, is, is growing. We lost a couple, two, two, a lot of businesses were destroyed. Uh, lives changed and impacted. But you know what? The church has really been the, the focal point there. The local churches and pastors coming in together and just doing whatever we can. It's been such a blessing to see God. You know, God, God works in the midst of chaos as well. A lot of times we, we lose sight of that. Yes. We think, you know, if, if it ain't nothing good happening, you know, God only around when something good is happening. But, you know. And I believe organizations like Samaritan's Purse, Eight Days of yes, Hope, have all been yes, on site. Yes, they have been on site. Yes, yeah, they have. Feed, feeding us and, and, and helping us as we stay out of work long hours. It was just, it was impressive seeing God's people there. But like the resilience that. of the people in the community there, you're seeing everybody is wanting to rebuild and get their lives back together. And they are. They are. They it's, it's a strong desire to, to put Covenant Tippy County back. You know what I'm saying? Better than better than it was. Yes. And that's the kind of God that we serve. He's all we're gonna make Amen. it better than what it was. <laughs> Amen. Jamie Cherry, God bless you, my dear brother. God bless you, Mr. Byron. Thank you so much for what you're allowing Christ to do in and through you, through again the ministry at New Hope Christian Life Center there in Covington, also through your responsibilities as a Tennessee Highway Patrolman. Thank you for keeping us safe here at this convention. Again, we are broadcasting from the PCA Presbyterian Churches in America 2023 General Assembly at the Renaissance Center in downtown Memphis. It's been our pleasure to have uh, you, Jamie, on the program today. God bless by Radio Network and all of your faculty. Thank you. Yes, sir. Well, friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Byron Tyler, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Mid-South Viewpoint. The show is archived for on-demand listening on our website at botradionetwork.com or via your favorite podcast platform. Stay tuned to Bot Radio Network to fill your day with God's Word. Thank you.